This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to Let's Go Win Podcast. You are here for a Tuesday tune-up, and we have an extremely special guest. He is someone that is helping a lot of men and women out there, and his name is Mike Povins. He wrote a really cool book right here, Iron and Cotton, A Man's Field Guide to Marriage, Practical Knowledge for Married Men and Aspiring Husbands. I know at least 50% of the audience is going, yes. I need my husband to hear this right now. And hopefully some of the guys are thinking, you know what? I, I need some of this as well. So brother, welcome to the show and uh, can't wait to hear more about it. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for the intro. Thanks for the time with you. And uh, I was one of those guys uh, that needs to hear more about that. And I'm glad that I was able to put something together to help other other men and women. Well, I mean, we all can use guidance, right? Uh, you know, certainly it's funny because I watch my parents as they have been married for almost 51 years and I could have learned a lot, but they made it look so darn easy. That wasn't necessarily my experience. My wife and I, two different cultures coming in. So we kind of learned from the school of hard knocks. How did you learn, Mike? What was kind of your guide to writing this? Is it hard knocks? Is it a bit of the guidance from your folks and others? Where did you think you come up with this? Because I think it's so important and we can all use some of this help. Look, I am like many men, as I've discovered when I was working on this book, a lot of us are just going along, not really giving it that much thought or investment to be candid with you. You know, you think about uh, example I even use in the book is if uh, you go on day hikes, if you're a hiker, you you know, it's not a big deal. I'm going to go to the, you know, pull into the parking lot, go for a day hike, come back down. That does not mean we're ready to go hike the Appalachian Trail. And marriage is more of the Appalachian Trail than anything else. So that's where I wrote this book thinking, I know all I really got to see was what my parents did and interacted. And as a kid growing up, I'm not really paying attention to what my friend's parents are doing, even though I might have gone over there to hang out. I'm goofing off playing video games or soccer or whatever else it was. So we really have a limited view into marriage. Right. As you were just explaining with your parents. So why was it easy for them? No clue. Why is it hard for others? No clue. So there are tons of resources out there, but um, I wanted to get involved in a big way because I wanted to be able to hand my son something one day and be like, hey, here's all the things I actually started thinking about when I got into my 30s, if not, four, you know, I'm you know, mid 40s right now. And that I really didn't put any time or attention into when I first got married. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. I, I I think back to somewhat of the naivety I had when I got married, and I don't mean that in a better. I wouldn't change my decision whatsoever. However, did I, we really set expectations? No. Did we really, you know, talk about what the future was going to be, how we were going to interact with each other? You know, it was kind of puppy love and 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 we were just really into each other and we just kind of went into it i i think one of the things that i'm trying to do for my kids is prepare them for a bit more planning although again i don't know if that changes anything i think once you get in that relationship you, you're gonna get you know into it and kind of figure it out but what's what's your thoughts on that brother before we dive deep into kind of the contents of the book 
Uh, well, you just stopped me there. I was actually going to reference the book as far as, uh, oh, you know, go ahead. Content. No, please. yeah, please. no, that, that big one. And there's a chapter in there that I talk about, you know, core beliefs. We all come into relationships with kind of these core beliefs around, uh, finances, around religion, around, you know, health and wellness, and just uh, all these different things that, we believe because of what we grew up seeing or experienced or that was put upon us or that we observed. Right. And then you marry somebody and they had a whole different set of kind of core beliefs with their, you know, maybe they grew up with a family that talked politics a lot and you grew up in a family that didn't and think about all that collision that's happening right now. Right. So that's the kind of stuff that I'm trying to get men to open their eyes to see that you married someone that has a completely different background than you do. And they're going to respond in different ways based on, what they believe to be their normal, right? Oh, well, my parents saved and my parents spend and this this is how we handled credit card debt or this is how we, you know, it's, you can go take those classes on how to be financially sound, but I would tell you one of the more important things is what is the history of your wife? What is your history dictating about your habits and what you believe about money is almost a more important conversation to have so you can have more patience and understanding for each other. It's not necessarily one's wrong or right. There's going to be some wrong or right that shows up. But, you know, we'll all, we all have that different experience that dictates what we believe to be normal. Yeah, it's it's so true, brother, because you're bringing two total different perspectives into it. And, and for my wife and I, uh, my parents never fought. It was not. I, I really can't. If I think back, I can't remember time that my parents ever really butt heads versus my wife's parents. That was the norm, Right. A little scuffle, little verbal. That's just kind of the way they communicated. So when we would fight, for me, it was like, what the heck's going on? For her, it was like every day it's a Tuesday, no big deal. Yeah, this is how you and, express yourself. Yeah. And so that was something that we really had to learn. Uh, and and so that makes a ton of sense. Iron and cotton, you gotta the name is fascinating. I think I have an idea of why, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, why did, how did that come to, because I, I think I understand, but I want to hear it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I had, uh, I've been on this journey for a while, you know, what does it mean to be a man and, and the different uh, characteristics and all that kind of stuff. And the early part of my journey, I came up with 12 values to live by, but I'm a simplistic guy. I wanted to boil that down to two kind of core things. And as I look back in history, I saw that my father always carried a pocket knife and a handkerchief. And I, I looked at my father as being a good man and I uh, learned that his father before him carried a pocket knife and handkerchief and that men a lot older, a lot of them carry pocket knives and handkerchiefs. Well, to me, they symbolize something. They symbolize strength and they symbolize compassion. So that iron is that, you know, that strength, that utility, that to being a man that can defend somebody, you know, I think it represents all of that. And then that cotton, that, that, uh, that handkerchief is not just for blowing your nose, right? You got one for show, one for blow, but, uh, is that compassion side of you? I, I had, I saw where my dad put, uh, put a, a handkerchief on a bloody knee, you know, or wipe the sweat from his brow or wipe the tear away from a woman's eye. I do that a ton with my wife. Not that I'm the one always making her cry, but, uh, you know, I'm there for her, right? And in a compassionate way to offer her a handkerchief if she's upset about something. So that iron and cotton represents those two tools. And to be thinking about as a man, am I bringing strength and compassion 
or in many men's worldviews and things that they're doing day to day, they just sit there and think about strength. Well, how do I be strong? How do I be independent? And, you know, a lot of times we need to show up with compassion, not just our strength to be able to help the women in our lives, the other men in our lives. We got to have a little bit more compassion. Yeah. I mean, obviously wearing those hats that, that, you know, some of these labels or some of the things that we've been taught, you know, often we're not taught to be compassion, compassionate, to have that empathy. I know for me, vulnerability was a big one. And I talk about that openly where I wasn't taught that yet. I've found that to be so impactful in my life. Um, If I were to ask you from the men's point of view, the top three, maybe top three things that you can think, you know, if I could get this across to every guy right now, if I could say, guys, these are just some of the core things. If you could change your relationship will 100% get better. Do you kind of have those top one, two to three things that you wish every guy knew right now? And if you could speak to them through this camera, guys, I wish you had X. Yeah, there's a, I could talk for a long time about this. To boil that down is very challenging because there's a lot of different things that we need to think about. One that comes to mind top foremost is emotional intelligence. Uh, Going in there and trying to understand why do I feel the way I feel about these issues? Uh, Most of us gravitate towards strength emotions. Those are anger in a lot of cases, or, you know, we can be happy or angry. Well, we actually have like six score emotions, but we don't like to feel afraid. We don't like to feel sad. So we, you know, a lot of guys are scared. So a lot of guys will express when their uh, disappointment's going on with their wife. Well, they're disappointed too, or they're scared about the scenario too of what's going on with their child or whatever. So a guy will get angry instead of getting, you know, uh, into his emotion and understanding I'm scared too. Right. And, and being with her through that. So really exploring your emotions. Uh, I know a lot of guys are like emotions. Oh, that's weakness. No, no, man, that is strength. Understanding it. We are, we were given emotions. God gave us emotions to experience and, and we just need to better understand them and and how to manage them. Because if you just keep showing up with anger and those strength emotions, you're going to kill your relationship, create divides. So I see that a ton with men. Anger is something that uh, we all need to work on. So I go there a lot. Um, one little tip I would say is avoid the whys and the use. If you want to stay out of those arguments and create that defensiveness from happening and working with your wife, watch for the next month or two and see how often do you use things like why and you. Mike, you still with us? You're, it looks like you may have froze for just a moment. Not if you are, just holler back. But uh, you, you were talking about the whys and news, and and I call those the labels, right? You are X. Why did you do this instead of? Pro, oh, I see you're back. So I just uh, you froze for a minute. But the whys and use are where you're at, brother. I'd love to hear kind of you finalize what what you're saying there. I was just gonna say, be a student of yourself. Listen to yourself. Are you using the word why? Are you using the you? Are you creating defensiveness? Are you being patient in uh, conversations? Are you being understanding? Or are you just trying to always force your point across? Or are you trying to, are the things you say and do pushing people away? You know, the number one predictor of your life expectancy, people think it's diet, health, access to uh, health care, all that kind of stuff. It's actually the health of your relationships. You want more money and you want to live longer? work on the health of your relationships. Yeah, brother. One of the things that stops me and maybe this will help. And I'm, I'm curious, maybe this is in the book again, I, I, I need to get through it myself, but 
one of the things that helps me is what do I want out of this conversation? What do I want out of this interaction? Now, if it's for me to be right and lose, i.e. be in a fight, man, my ego, it'll speak up and I can go and I can be hurtful and then she'll be hurtful back. And next thing you know, it's just an all out brawl. And it was about dishes, which is ridiculous in itself. Or I could say, what do I want in this interaction? I love this human being and just say, you know what? This, it doesn't matter what we're talking about at this moment. I just want us to, you know, see eye to eye. Maybe we talk about this when cooler heads prevail. Do you have sort of a, 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 a thought or maybe a trigger that you coach guys on to say, when that happens, here's a tangible thing that you can do. I call it blueberry. We say blueberry. If, if things are going down a bad path, you say blueberry, everybody stops talking. You don't get to say anything. She doesn't get to say anything. You come back to it at a later time. And often we never even do. So that's how we do it. Do you have some thoughts on that, Mike, and, and how you and your wife or what you've uh, said in the book, what people can do to stop the insanity when it's going down that emotional path? Yeah, one tip I picked up, uh, there's a, a lady out there named Brene Brown. I think a lot of people have heard her name. Um, and one of the tips that she had has been a really game, big game changer for my wife and I and how we interact when we start to spiral right in our heads. We either get frustrated about something and we come up with a story in our heads about what's actually going on. You know, for example, uh, I don't know, I, I'll get frustrated about something and my wife will come in and say something. And the story in my head is she thinks I'm not man enough to do the job or whatever, you know, little stupid insult I've allowed to come up with in my head that this is what this is about. It has nothing to do with, you know, fixing the fan that I was working on or whatever. So one of the things, yeah, take a deep breath. If you're someone that goes to anger fast, you, you need to you need to have that conversation ahead of time. And be like, look, I, I'm someone that gets heated. If you bring up, we start a fight, I'm going to need to take a breath. I want to talk about this. I want to work this out. You got to have the courage to handle these confrontations. But anyway, that tip I would give you is taking accountability for what you're thinking and feeling and putting it out there. So the line that Brene Brown has provided for us all to use, which my wife and I've used and it, it works well, is when you get in that moment, say, the story in my head is that you think X. And you share that because you're taking accountability for what you're feeling and thinking. And then they have the opportunity to say, no, no, that's not what I'm thinking at all. I'm, I'm just trying to do why. Or, yes, that's actually what I'm thinking because I'm very frustrated about that. And now it's time to work that out. Right. So that, that's where you got to have that that vulnerability a little bit, which is courage. I know when guys hear vulnerability, they don't think that that's very strong. Right. But uh, you need to have that vulnerability and accountability to say this is the story in my head of what's going on. Yeah, I love that because, look, we're terrible predictors of what somebody else is feeling, thinking. We, I mean, we're terrible. We are. I don't know. I've never met somebody that is actually clairvoyant. I have never met somebody that can actually predict the future. But often we think we do. I love how you said that. The story in my head is X. Takes away all labels, takes away all, you know, attack. And it says, this is what I'm seeing is that what you're feeling. That's brilliant. Uh, Mike, I'll just give you open form, man. I can't believe it's been 15 minutes already, but uh, any thoughts you want to leave us with? And then obviously where people can get this amazing tool, uh, how they can reach you. And uh, so, yeah, brother, just open form and, and how people can reach out to you. Yeah, look, I'm just a fan of guys 
taking control and realizing that they don't have all the answers and that that's okay, right? And and being more of a student of what they want to actually happen. So right now I'm a soccer coach. I love it. I coach my daughter's premier level. I have I follow all kinds of coaching stuff, right? I pick up coaching things. I'm doing as much research because I like it. I'm excited about it. I'm interested in it. I want my team to be successful. I would say take that kind of mindset. So maybe you're into cars or maybe you're into boats or maybe you're into fishing or whatever it is. What is that obsessive kind of mindset you have about those things? And turn it on for your relationships. Force yourself to find resources, follow things that can help you in your relationships. So if it's buy my book, awesome. But I would tell you to buy two or three and give it to other guys and have a conversation about it. I'm not trying to make money. I got a day job. I like this stuff because I'm passionate about it. But I'm trying to help you with the healthy relationships. So you can pick up my book. There's other great ones out there. John Gottman. He's got all kinds of resources for you. He's got an app. You can go in there and do his flashcards. And it's a date night questionnaire. You're like, oh, I, I hear I should date my wife. Well, anytime we go out, we keep talking about the kids. Get in these apps, get in these resources and find stuff to help you with reconnecting with your wife or solving those problems. I've seen marriages come back from the brink of destruction where men have decided to make a change. You've got to be able to make that change, but you got to get resources. We only have usually that one view into marriage and what it looks like. You got to go. I don't know it all, which is hard to say. Maybe you don't have to say it out loud, but say it in your head and then go start following these Instagram people, get these books, all that kind of stuff, and, and get yourself educated on that. And then help other guys do the same. Say, hey, I picked this book up, or I, you know, I, I saw this app, or I'm following this, these people on Instagram. There is a ton of resources out there. You just need to open your eyes and start looking and get invested. That's brilliant, man. And I, I love that you, you share the fact that, look, there's more than just mine, but this is a passion. I want people to get better. I love that. Where can people reach out to you, Mike, if they wanted to just interact with you personally? Sure. Uh, is, is the book, uh, is it available on your website, Amazon? Where, where's the best place to find it, brother? So uh, at Iron and Cotton is where you can find me on Instagram um, is where I probably spend more of my time. Um, but you can go to www.ironandcotton.org, not .com ironandcotton.org to be linked into all kinds of stuff. Look at other you know shows I've done, things like that. But uh, you can get my book any place that you buy books, uh, online at least. Amazon is probably the number one choice for everybody. If you do buy it and you like it, please leave a review. As people know, for authors, that's a big deal because you want to help encourage other people. Please know I originally wrote this book to hand to young men that are going into marriage. This was meant to be a gift for a groom or someone that's just recently been married. The deal with that, though, is this book got out there and there are men that have been married for several years going, man, I wish I had read some of this stuff. So it's for all guys. But I will tell you, if you know anybody getting married or that was recently married, buy this book, get them a pocket knife, get them a handkerchief. It makes for a great gift and, and set them up for having a lot more information than most of us did as we got into marriage. But uh, yeah, at Iron and Cotton, you can find me uh, pretty much on any of those social media platforms. Yeah, brother, it's, it's really cool. And you're bringing back cool memories of my dad, my my grandfather, and you're right, man. Both my grandparents, they, uh, the, they always had the pocket knife and the handkerchief, and you don't see this much today, but the symbolic meaning of it is amazing. Brother, I appreciate you coming on today, sharing the wisdom. 
I think it's so important what you're doing. And like you said, this is your passion. You want to help people and you are certainly doing that. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely, buddy. Thank you for what you're doing as well. And I really appreciate it. It was an honor to be on here. Thank you. Uh, Truly our pleasure. I mean, look, I'm going to be reading it. I've been married 17 years. just happened last uh, Saturday. So I definitely can always get better. I think all of us can as guys and gals, of course. But guys, let's look in the mirror. He talked about it. Literally, I heard the man in the mirror singing. He's like, we got to look in the mirror and make a change, man. Uh (laughs) For sure. Yeah, man. So check it out. Go check Mike's stuff out. And uh, until next time, we'll talk to you. Then you guys remember your mindset matters. Thank you so much for listening. If this content is delivering value to you, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about. Building this community as big as we can, helping as many people as we can, and deliver as much value as possible. Be sure to head over to letsgowinpodcast.com for information on my coaching courses and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Let's Go Win 365. Let's go win and transcend in life. This is the Let's Go Win Podcast with your host, J.M. Ryerson.